Yo. Hey, what's up, man? What's up, man? What's up, everybody who be tuning in? Appreciate the love and support. Mm-hmm. It's your boy, Slizzy, State of the New York Knicks. And we got our guy, Mr. Apollo, from Guard Up Knicks fans. How you doing, brother? What's up, man? I'm good. I'm good, man. How you how you doing? You feeling good after these two these two two games, the past two games we just won? Uh I I am, but you know, um I just we just needed a win, man. I, that's all yeah. I mean. man. We just needed a win, man. This ten game losing streak. Oh my god, man. Yeah, it was dreadful, bro. It was dreadful. But we got couple of things to get into mm-hmm. and you know it's a couple of things i want to talk about man um, we we haven't spoken for a minute so yeah it's been a while yeah it's, it, it's been a it's, it's been a while and we talk all the time but we just ain't we ain't do the pod in a minute yeah that's a fact that's a fact um, yeah so i wanted to talk about kevin knox this this roster did we lose the Porzingis trade? And I want to talk about some trades because tomorrow is December fifteenth. Big day, <laughs> <laughs> big day. Yeah, uh-huh. early Christmas, man. Word, word. Early Christmas, but um, Kevin Knox. Hmm. Um, I spoke to Jonathan Macri recently and. We spoke about Kevin Knox, and he was just basically saying, we just going to have to get his cake time. Um, I agree with him, but damn, yo. This <laughs> has been horrible on offense, man. I don't I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he needs to start, which I think, it is. I think that's the issue. I don't know if the point guards don't look for him more or if the coach – just don't call plays for this man. What 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 the hell is going on here, bro? Uh it's it's like like uh like John said, I listened to it. John John basically summed it up pretty well. Um it's it's a mixture of basically everything. You know what I mean? Um I, I feel like to me personally, I feel like the Marcus Morris signing was something that wasn't technically in our plans. I feel like it was something that happened like last minute because he was a free agent. And it was like, all right, boom, we could put him in there. So we did that, and that kind of took away from the the minutes that Kevin Knox was going to get. Like, that was the first thing I said with that signing. I said, oh, Kevin Knox is going to lose minutes. There's no way he's beating out Marcus Morris for a starting position. So, and that was my thing. My thing was, I was like, okay, that's fine if we're going to be winning. But seeing as though that's not the case. Yeah, it's like it was like you know, Kevin Knox could have been getting experience his entire season. You know what I'm saying, and he hasn't really been been getting that opportunity. But oh, yeah, yeah. Nah, I I I agree, man. It's just annoying, man, to keep watching Marcus Morris just hoist up twenty shots. Yeah, <laughs> and I see Kevin Knox taking four shots. I'm I'm like. I'm watching the game. I don't know if anybody else be noticing this, but can Alfred Payton pass Kevin Knox the ball? I don't. This two man, <sighs> and Randall. Oh my God, man. I mean, 
not for nothing, I don't believe that they they're doing it just to Knox. I, I kind of feel like Alfred doesn't even really see anyone else besides for Morris and, and Randall sometimes. <laughs> oh my oh my I mean, even RJ, you know what I'm saying? And he, he yeah. deserves it at this point. So it's like I don't know why he's still not seeing sometimes and I feel like at this point he's making he's starting to see RJ make a lot of plays that aren't too efficient because he's forcing a lot of these plays because he's like, listen, I don't know, I'm gonna get the ball again. You know what I mean? A lot of times he's in rhythm and they just don't give him the ball. Like I see the ball, I see these guys going up and down the court three to four times sometimes before he touches the ball. <laughs> it's preposterous, yo. Right. And and that that just goes to show sometimes that even though there's ball movement, it's only between a couple guys. You know what I mean? So they need to they need to figure it. And I th- I feel like maybe a trade getting one of those two heavy shot hand handed guys out of here would um, probably help a, help out for especially for Knox. Yo, and that goes right into the second thing about this this goddamn roster because mm-hmm. I need Steve Mills going. If Scott Perry got to go to, he could go kick him out the door. Mike right. I love you, bro, but whatever president that comes in here, he's going to want his own people. So, you mm-hmm. go too. This roster stinks, man. I hate this roster. Bro. It was poorly constructed. I mean, and, and we we, we kind of knew, you know what I mean, that once they signed all the power forwards and all of that, to me, it's I, I knew we needed big guys, but we didn't need four of them. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We didn't need four of them. We we probably needed two. We we could have got away with two. I would have much rather just, you know, see them go for some guards or some some shot makers at the at the two position that could come off the bench or something. But facts. Too many big men and and the ball is going to clearly all the small the power forwards at this point. So I don't understand what's going on. I don't know if I've ever seen Bobby Porter's pass out of a pick and pop situation. It it is so annoying to just watch mm. this hoist up shots. Look, like it's certain things that I need you to just look at <laughs> after the podcast. <laughs> these next few games, like I don't know if it's just me just watching this. And another thing too, Frank Nilakina, my man. I'm a Frank Nilakina supporter. This kid. Yep. Yeah, his ass, excuse my language, but he got to get his ass in the paint, man. It's, stop giving up the ball to Randall. It's yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 annoying to see every time that, you know, Franco come down the court and he just throws it right to Randall and he runs in the corner and then he does his little cut. And then, you know, sometimes he's running a play to get open. Yeah. But still, I would like to see you handle the rock and get these guys in their positions sometimes. Because that's one thing that I do like about Alfred is because yep. he, he actually puts guys in good position to to score. Yep. You know what I mean? So I would like to see Frank do that a lot more. But he's got to be a little bit more, uh, uh, you know, just I don't know. I can't. It's not even aggressive anymore because he's been aggressive. He just got to. Learn how to tell guys no. Like you got to tell veterans no sometimes. Like they they're not always right. You know what I mean? So yeah, well, I don't know. Alfred definitely does that on a daily basis. I remember mm-hmm. the game, the other game. I think it was against the Warriors. Julius Randle tried to do a post up and he looked them off. And he told <laughs> out the way. And he passed the ball to Morris. So it's just mm. the little things that Frank Lowe. Nilakina gotta learn. Like I yeah. love him to death, man. Love him to death. He's yeah. 
kids. Like I say all the time, he's he's our starting guard right now, but I I don't see him as the starting guard as the future. But I don't I don't want him off the team. Like that's a guard that we can still have at, at our reserve. That'll be a really good guard off the bench, seventh seventh man kind of thing. Yep. That yep. Yo, and that's all this team really needs. I mean, we need a couple trades. I would like to yeah. see what is gone. I would like to see either Randall or Morris gone. Yeah. We talked about that earlier, too. I don't know how likely it'll be for Randall because given what he's really been looking like and his contract right now, I don't think he's that attractive to, to certain teams unless they already have two two stars or whatever and they really, really need a third piece. Then, you you know, you take on that contract. But like I said, I don't I don't think he's – I don't think he's going anywhere for at least a year. But here, here's my thing, right? You got a couple teams that needs a power forward, that probably needs a third option, mm-hmm. like Minnesota. Minnesota is my ideal trade camp, trade partner, too. Cause Who do you want from them? Um, If if we could pull off, like, a Julius Randle, send it around Jared Culver and mm. – um. Pace Deonis Diop, whatever the hell his name is, and, and Georgie Dang, I'm all for it. You know that's taking a, it's taking some more minutes away from Knox because Jared Culver going. I'm not gonna lie, man. He's he's somebody who I watch pre-draft a lot, and I think he will be a great a great player going forward because he plays both sides of the floor. Yeah, but I feel like if it was up to Jared Culver or Kevin Knox, I think uh, Culver might get some more minutes than Knox. If, if if they were forced to at this point. Knox really needs no one in his way in just a ton of minutes right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, and I really want that for him because I don't want to give up on Knox that quick. It's crazy how Knox is slowly becoming Frank Milikina. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's not. It's worse, actually, because his oh. first season, he was a lot better than this. This guy, yo. <laughs> it's like he's regressed. I don't know. Um, um, hopefully he'll get it together soon, man. I, I got faith in. Him. I'm giving him another month. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm giving him another month. Let's talk about the um, Porzingis trade. Mm. Um, that faithful day. Because when I look back on it, and I look at this roster the way it's constructed now. Well, then this would be an ideal fit for RJ Barrett. Um, Perfect, yep. Mm-hmm. And to not have Porzingis on his team and the whole, oh, we forced Porzingis out of here. And the way that DSJ is looking, because this man is unplayable. Oh, my God. This is bad this season. It's bad. He's been, like, unplayable. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. But Luka Doncic just got injured. Yeah, he just hurt his ankle today. Yes, he definitely did. So he'll probably be out for two to three months. Um, <laughs> they gonna they gonna take it real easy on. Now I don't know if they really want to make the playoffs. They might rush him back. I mean, but why rush him back? If that was the case, if I'm Dallas, I'm tanking. <laughs> no, you. I know why you're saying that, and the reason why you're saying that is exactly why they're not gonna tank. I mean, but do you? Here's the real question. You can't expect Porzingis to carry them by themselves in the Western Conference. Absolutely not. But what I do know is they don't want to give us a hot pick. You know what I mean? Like, 
if they don't play well, isn't this the year, this year, this coming draft, isn't that one of the picks nah, that they gave us? Nah, it's next year. It's next, next year. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, yeah, so I guess the tanking wouldn't hurt them this year because they could actually get something out of it. Okay. You get what I'm saying? But I see. Porzingis has been looking like – he's been looking very average this season. Julius Randle has been looking average, although he looks way better under Mike Miller. Yeah. 20 and 10. Um, I, how do you feel about that trade, bro? Man, listen, this is the, and this is like actually my first episode of the Guard of Knicks podcast was literally right after that trade. And <laughs> it, it was just crazy because it was, it, it, was a, it was a wild day. I wasn't too emotional about it. I was a little bit higher on it than, any, any, than, than a lot of other people, myself and my brother included, because we we always watched Porzingis from the time he came here to the time he was gone. And as good as he was, we never felt like he was that guy. You know what I mean? Like he was he gave us the feel of one of those guys. You know what I mean? Kind of like Julius Randle at this point where we know that, all right, Julius Randle is not the number one option on the team. He's definitely, you know, at most a two or three, second or third option. And I always felt that way about Porzingis, even at his best. Even when he's even if he somehow can play 80 games, not even 82, 80 games in a season, I still don't believe he's number one option talented. You know what I mean? Or not talent. It's just something up up there in his in his head because he he's he has all the skills. He has all the skills. All but the skills, man. Something, Free. something. Yeah, there's there's a dog in there that's just not. That you know, although actually it's not in there. The dog isn't in there. That's that's really what it is. I always felt like there was just a dog he was missing. He had all the talent, just it, that dog wasn't there. So, um, me, I think that trade, especially, it, it evened out. It evened out because we, to me, I felt like we won that trade, getting all of those draft picks, getting rid of Tim Hardaway, oh getting. God. Getting oh my god, Courtney Lee getting rid of that contract, uh, Trey Burke. Like, we we did that was a great franchise move. Of course, people looked at it the way they looked at it, but look, given the way Porzingis is playing right now, was he worth 158 million dollars? Hell no, absolutely not. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? To me, I, I, I felt like at that time, you know, maybe we maybe we got away with one. I think we, I think we did pretty good, but. Now this season comes around and DSJ looks terrible. Oh my so God. he is so bad. It is bad. So it's it, in this. Now I don't know how you look worse than you did last year <laughs> in the same jersey. I don't understand. I, it it really is mind boggling, but yeah. I don't really have an answer for that. He looks lost out there, bro. It, it's games where I looked at him like, yo, he doesn't even look like an NBA player. <laughs> yeah, and then. The thing that bothers me is, you know, he's able to do it because there's certain games that he gets up for. Mm-hmm. You know, like when he played against the Mavericks that one game, I, I forgot his stat line, but he looked like the old Dennis Smith Jr. And then he just went right back to being some subpar guy. And I, I really honestly feel like he won't, like he's sitting at 80% and he will not climb over 80% because he's not the starter. I honestly feel that's what it is. I feel like. He's one of those guys that cannot play the back role. Like, he has to be the main guy, which is what we heard prior to the trade with him in, in, you know, in Dallas, is that 
when Luca came on board, he kind of didn't know how to deal with that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, man. And you're looking at it now. He's like fourth, fifth fiddle on this team. So it's like they're I'm, not even really giving them that much, that much rep. Man, he was available to play last game, and Mike Miller did not play this man. He sees something. That dude, I'm telling you, if there's one thing Mike Miller can see is talent. Coming from the G League, he can see talent. If he's sitting your ass, that's that's a problem, bro. <laughs> that's a it's 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 worse for you than 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 it is the other way if he's not playing you. <sighs> I, I I don't know, man. So that goes right into the next thing. So we we you know it's December fifteenth. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's trade season. Um, I got some ideal trade partners, some ideal trade candidates, couple players. I'm interested in hearing about your ideal trade partners and candidates and, and whatnot. So. I, and then I got something that's gonna be like, oh, I right, I see what you're saying, but I, I I'm curious to hear what you got. Um, I don't I don't really have much honestly because I don't feel like there's a lot of teams that would trade us. Um, so a lot of the trades that I would like to see, I don't see them realistically happening. Um, I've I've stayed on the Bradley Bill train. I somehow I don't care how we can make it happen. We gotta we gotta try to get a shot maker in here. And and watching Buddy Hill go off last night the way he did. Oh my God. Even if even though we won the game, man, it's just like, <laughs> damn, I just want one of those guys, bro. Like, just give me one. <laughs> give me one, bro. Like it's one elite shooter. One elite shooter, just one. I'd be fine. Like, you know what I mean? Off the dribble. It's, he does it any type of way. Yo, he was, yo, he was just getting the ball, going up court, and pulling up. Pulling up. Yo, he was literally, he had people on his shoulder pull up. Water. And I'm like, whoa. Yo, relax, bro. Relax. So, like, we need one of those guys. So, somebody like Bradley Bill, um... I I don't know if we would try to – I know that the, the, the Blazers is trying to look to make a move. Yeah. C.J. McCollum is one of those guys I try to go for. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because we need a shot maker. And I mean, and I'm not looking for a guy right now who is the guy. I'm just trying to build a good squad of, of, of players. You know what I'm saying? Like kind of like the, the, the Kings, it, they're not a dominant team, but they have a lot of potential, especially if Darren Fox was there last night. That that game would have come. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, you know that, what I'm saying? We could take we got to take him how we get him right now. But let's just thank God De'Aaron Fox wasn't there because we remember the last time he was there in the garden and what he did. Whew. Oh my! That boy killed us, man. He went crazy. He went crazy. So <laughs> we got it. We I feel like we just got to try to get one of these guards somehow uh, a shot making guard. Like I look at these guys, uh, the Bill. Buddy Hield, C.J. McCollum, Booker, Style, two, two guards. We need one of those. I mean, we got R.J. Booker depends. Booker depends. It, it got to come in the draft. If we get if we get a top three pick and the Suns are awful Booker, I'll trade that pick for Booker. I'd do it. i I'd definitely do it. But I also know that these they, they, they really want to get a point guard in the, in the draft. Like, that's something that the Knicks really, really Bro, need to we do. We need one so 
bad, bro. We need, a, and I mean, not just a point guard. We need <clears throat> to look up and get a top five, top ten guard somehow. Um, who's the guy? <laughs> In the draft, man? Who's the guy? It's, I, I like uh, it, man. I like, I like him, too. I like him the most, honestly. I like it, man. But then that means RJ going to have to play the point. Yeah, man, and that's and that's that's the issue. I feel like I would almost rather keep an RJ where he's at and then get get me a flashy guard like, you know, um, what's what's his name? Melo. I'd take Lamelo. Yeah, I mean, I get me a flashy guard like Melo, who's at least going to run up the court and and make the game exciting. You know what I'm saying? Like even when <laughs> he's not doing good. Yeah. It still looks exciting, you know what I'm saying? Like he's out there doing flashy shit. I mean, you know what I mean? Maybe excuse my name, but you know, maybe he he can do something. But I, like I said, I don't want him to be the piece. He has to be a piece to what we got going on. Yeah. So uh, it, it has to work. It's got to be somebody like him or, or James Weissman. I kind of like James Weissman too. Mm, I mean, we got Mitch though. I, I don't really want a log jam down there. We don't. Have yeah. To- I, I don't know why. I just I, I don't know. He's certain something something about these guys. Like there's certain certain guys that I watch in college, and I can see, like all right, they, they're gonna be good somehow. Like Devonte Graham, I always saw it. I don't know why, but I just knew Devonte Graham was gonna be good. As soon as he got those minutes, now he's starting. Boom, just like that. And they just signed Terry Rozier, so they're already in the little position there. That's that's something else, but. Yo, it is crazy how every other team got multiple point guards and missed out one. No, <laughs> we got multiple point guards. They're just not good. <laughs> Yo, we got them. It's just, it's just Yo, bad, man. Yo, it, it's so bad. See, it's a couple of people I want to trade for. I want Colin Sexton. I knew you was going to go right there. <laughs> I got to gotta, gotta go get me a scoring guard. Yeah. If you're yeah. going to be a scoring guard, get me somebody I know who can put the ball in the basket. Right. Um, right. I like Jeremy Grant from Denver. I like Michael mm-hmm. Porter Jr. from Denver, but I don't know if they'll make that trade unless they think Julius Randle is just the final piece of the puzzle. I, I, I pray we could we could snake somebody into taking Julius Randle or we could just keep Morris. I wish an uh, organization was that stupid. But <laughs> I mean, I I can see, I can see. Uh, I don't know if that'll work over there with with the Nuggets because Julius Randle and I feel like um, Jokic really wouldn't really mesh well because they're two they're two bigs who who have a high usage. You know what I'm saying? And they, the ball's gonna be in their hands a lot. Yeah. So I don't know how how attractive that piece would be. I would, like I said before, I would see if they would want Morris. I would like to keep Morris, but he's on a one-year deal anyway, so there's a possibility he could leave. So I want to, I'd test the waters to see if he really wants to be here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which means, all right, boom, go ahead. We'll make this trade. If you really want to come back, we'll see you next year. Yeah, we'll see you next year when Musai, you Jerry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> New word, word. Oh, man. Please, God. That's the, I just want to say one thing about that, bro. <laughs> Masao Jerry is the fantasy pick for all New York fans. Yeah, that's but 
just as much of a fantasy it is, I, I, it's literally that, a fantasy. I don't think it's happening at all. I mean, it's a high possibility, a lot of money. He needs a lot of money for his foundations. It's something that if he fixes the Knicks, yeah. that resume is crazy because he did it with Denver. He did it with, with Toronto, won a chip. Yep. If you fix the Knicks, you might be one of the greatest executives ever. You know what I'm saying? So, no, you know, and that goes right into the thing about the the management, the coaches, and how we had David Fisdale, we fired him. At first, I was against it because I'm like, I don't want R.J. Barrett to have multiple coaches in his face. It's just mm-hmm. all over again. Yeah. But after seeing Mike Miller for a couple games, I said, you know what? Fisdale deserves to be fired. He didn't know what the hell he was doing. He put mm-hmm. Kevin yep. Student guard, stupid nonsense like that. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to next off season. Now it's 2020 next year, and we're going to need a coach and a management that knows what the hell they're doing. We're going to need yeah. somebody to bring us into the next decade, mm-hmm. into the promised land, because this de- decade has been horrible. I think one playoff appearance. I don't. I, I think it's one playoff appearance. That is, oh my goodness! I could just think about no two, three playoff appearances, and you could just think about Carmelo Anthony getting blocked by Roy Hibbert. Oh my god! Oh man, damn! And, and, he should have just floated there. I think he was. So why you? It, it, every other time you want to take a jump shot, you choose to dunk the damn ball right. Yeah, there. <laughs> like on a big man at that. Like come yeah. on, bro. Oh, man. Come on. Come on, Melo. He tried to have a Denver moment. That's what it was. He <laughs> forgot he was in New York and the legs is a little different. This guy. Hey. So, here's the dilemma, bro. Let me break it down for you. Mike Melo, if he has success this season, that probably means Steve Mills stays and Scott Perry stays. And then Scott Perry br- keeps bringing along his little reclamation projects that just keeps failing in New York. And then I keep got to see, I keep having to see Steve Mills face and it's getting annoying and no offense to Mike Miller, but I don't know, even if he has success, I want him here next season. <laughs> right. Right. Well, this is his one thing. I feel like to the delight of many Nick fans, I feel like Steve Steve Mills is, is a goner regardless. Because I feel like at this point, James Dolan knows for sure that they have to get a competent president in there to run it. Because ever since this guy, I think how many, 13 years he's been with the organization no, off and on? No playoff appearances. 13. Bro, he's got to go. Like, I don't care... You still invited to the barbecue, you still my bro, all that, but yep. you can't you can't have this job no more, Joe. Like my my name is on the line because you over here just playing around. Tim Hardaway contracts and all that. Like oh, you can't erase that. That can't be I don't care how Mike Miller could take him to the playoffs. Steve Mills gotta go. You know what I'm saying? So You know what's crazy? That Tim Hardaway Jr. contract is the reason why we didn't get David Griffin. Because David was about to become the next president of basketball operations. 
And Steve Mills decides to sign tomorrow with Junior to eighteen effing million. Oh my goodness! What the? It was it was that, and I think and and the thing is, I think the last straw. It, that wasn't even the last straw. I think he would have dealt with that, and somehow would have tried to get rid of him somehow. But I think the last straw for David Griffin was when James Dolan wouldn't grant him position. I mean, the ability to bring in his own staff. Oh man, this guy. And it, it, to be honest, it, it probably was Steve Mills. Yeah, because yeah. you know, let's just let's be honest. It's basketball. Ever since Phil Jackson's been there, James Dolan has honestly stayed away from basketball. You know, operations. Thank you know, thank God. So that's the one thing Phil Jackson brought us that we could rejoice about is James Dolan having giving giving these guys full autonomy. But all our draft picks, bro. And all our draft picks. But it's, it also hasn't been full autonomy because that was, like I said, the reason why David Griffin didn't come is because he couldn't bring in a lot of his own staff. Nope. But, yeah, that's – that that Tim Hardaway contract started started that, that uh, snowball effect. Jesus Christ, this guy here. So, <laughs> I see the three – I see three coaching candidates on – I, I see it from Bleacher Report or whatever, and then see, and I see three dudes that most likely in my brain I'm saying hell to the no. And <laughs> the first name is Tom Thibodeau. Hell no, he's going nah, to RJ Barrett fifty minutes a night. I'm yep. doing that, and he's going to be screaming. I got to hear him through my teeth. No, nope. Hell no. Then I see Mark Jackson. I'm good on Mark Jackson. I love you to death. I don't need him near the Knicks right now. Too much off the court stuff. I don't need that nonsense, mm-hmm. Jackson. Then right. Jeff Van Gundy. I take Jeff Van Gundy as like the GM or the president. I think yeah, not not the coach. Yeah, I think he's been away far too long to be a coach. I, right. I don't know. He coached the USA team, you know, over the course of the years. You know. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't know. For me, I'm all in on Becky Hammond. I think she should be the next Knicks head coach. Um, I think the Knicks will. I think the well, I think the league will just protect her in general. I think they'll grade her the number one pick in the draft, or they'll give her all the calls, or you know, all, all the little nonsense like. You know, all They'll let her players talk to the refs more, you know. You know that's going to start some beef now. That's going to start some beef. They're going to be like, oh, it's because she's a woman. She's getting all these calls. You know they're going to start that. They're going to start it. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. I've been a fan of Becky Hammond since the last time we had a a, a head coaching vacancy. Mm-hmm. And. And it's because of just her pedigree and, and the kind of player she was in the WNBA. She, she was a very IQ-heavy player. You know what I'm saying? Someone who can see the game. You know what I mean? A lot of times, players are good because of their physical ability. Yeah. And when someone is just on a different level mentally, it stands out. Because they're probably not always on the same physical level as everyone else. Except for when you get LeBron. That's why he's so wherever he is there. But yeah. But when you have someone who, who thinks the way she thinks and and you study under Greg Popovich for, for the past couple of years, that's yeah. that's anyone who touches his system 
and goes somewhere and becomes a head coach. Somehow they're doing good. You know, mm-hmm. you talk about uh, Mike Budenholzer, who you saw what he did with the Hawks a couple of years ago, had him yeah. to 60 wins without a, without an all-star at all. Um, and Not- and I think even James Borrego was a, was, a, was a coach over there. I believe he was. But regardless, out of all the candidates, I feel like she's the most modern. She's not outdated. All these guys that, you know, like like you said, Mark Jackson, Jeff Van Gundy. Jeff Van Gundy, I would love as an executive. I'm not sure as a head coach. Um, uh, Mark Jackson, I love Mark. Like you said, the problem with Mark to me is I don't feel like it's that much of a of, of a jump from nope. Mike Miller or even Fisdale. You know what I mean? Um, and, and that's in terms of play calling. That's huge in this in this NBA. I mean, even if you just at least that's the thing that bugged me about Fizz. If you wasn't gonna have a lot, oh. if you didn't have a good playbook, at least run pick and roll to the death. Hell no, he yo he never ran pick and roll. Never, and it's the simplest play to run in basketball. Easy. You got kids doing that in like sixth grade, bro. Like you know what I mean? Like it's but whatever. Anyway. I, I, I'm not sure if Mark Jackson is that move. I know Stephen A. endorses him heavily, but I also feel like Stephen A. endorses him simply because he knows that if he ends up fired, that it's technically not a blemish on his record because it's the Knicks. The same way people are trying not to add a blemish to David Fisdale's record because it's the Knicks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like, yeah, anyone would come take the Knicks job because, one, you're going to get paid. And if it doesn't work out, you'll get fired and you'll still get paid. So who wouldn't <laughs> take a job like that? You know what I mean? And, and the greatest media capital in the world. So, I mean, yeah, there's a ton of reasons to take the next job. But I want someone who's actually going to dig their feet in the ground and make it work. And I feel like Becky Hammond is one of the only people to do that. Yo, her offense will probably be crazy. She Out of this world. Taking roles. Layer screens. That's that's what I need. I mean, Mike Miller is an upgrade for Fisdale, but mm-hmm. I need a little more offense. I need, mm-hmm. I need more flare screens. I need some more double picks. I I, I need more. I need yeah, you more. need more reacts, actions, and reactions, and reactions to the reactions, and all kinds of. Shit. That's the kind of coach I want. That's the kind of coach I want. Yeah, yeah. There was there was a play. There was a play last night though. Um, I believe it was off the inbound. And before the inbound, um, actually, um, my boy um, Joe was my, my my boy Joe or B from um, from uh, Frozen Envelope was talking about this on his live last night. Mm. And he was saying there was a play. Um, it it was an inbound and Julius Randle. There was a so there was some actions ran before the actual inbound. Which created a mismatch with Julius Randle being covered by Corey Corey Joseph, and for the life of me, I don't ever remember David Fisdale ever running a play that created a mismatch before the play even started. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the play, they didn't even have the ball yet, and boom! Now I got Corey Joseph on me. Give me the ball. And let me work. You know what I'm saying, and and it's to me that that's that's the kind of 
that's the kind of uh, coach I want. I want someone who's going to see the reaction that's going to happen and have something ready for that. You know what I'm saying? One thing that I've been noticing is even though Julius Randle has looked more in control, it's mainly been because he hasn't been having the ball on top of the key as much. Yep. You know what I'm saying? He usually gets the ball in the, in the post now. He makes his move. There's a lot less turnovers there. You know what I'm saying? And that's what, it, that's what should have been ran from the jump. But when you got Fizzell with this positionless basketball, your center could be the point guard. You <laughs> know said, what I'm saying? Yo, he said Lance Thomas is Draymond Green. Bruh, 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 <laughs> bruh. Yo, he said he was going to put Porzingis at the three. <laughs> Yo, man, there was a lot of things that he that – he, I, I mean, I get it. When you were in Miami – you you were the guy who brought that idea to the table with the positionless basketball. Having uh, Chris Bosh, LeBron, and D Wade, you could do that, of course, with those with that trio. But come on, bro, you can't do that with every team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like these guys gotta have a certain skill set to just be bringing the ball up the court. They have to have a certain IQ to just bring the ball up the court. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know. Yeah. He's not here anymore, so we don't really got to keep talking about it. <laughs> Man. But, no, we got a game tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, December 15th is very special. It's early Christmas. Um, I mean, if we lose good enough, we'll really see a trade. Oh, oh, oh I'm, I'm, I'm not just hoping the Knicks to lose. I hope you win the Knicks. <laughs> 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 no, nah, I, I definitely, I definitely don't want to trade that bad, but I definitely do want to trade for sure. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. Any, any last words for the people, man? Before we get out of here. Um, nah, man. Um, tune in tomorrow. We got, a, we got a special guest. I, I'm not gonna say who just yet. We got a special guest on the Gotham Knicks podcast. Um, and it'll be out uh, Monday. It'll be out for y'all Monday, and um. Of course, keep listening in to my boy Slizzy because he keeps it real. You know what I'm saying? Yo, good one. Of course, of course. We got, we still got some plans. We still got some stuff we got to do. We got to get it shaking. 2020 happening, bro. We got to make it happen this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. We definitely do, man. We definitely do, man. For sure. We got, yeah. it's it, it, a lie. We, we definitely going to speak. We definitely All right. Gonna speak. All right. I'm with it. I'm ready. Definitely going to speak, man. But salute the Knicks Nation. Yes. Salute to everybody, Apollo. So, mm-hmm. my brother, appreciate it. State of the New York Knicks, God of Knicks fans. Mm-hmm. We out, man. It's your boy, Slizzy. Peace. Peace. Follow. Out of here.